Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Welcome to the Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. And he is such a wise counselor. If he's given you the discernment, he's not going to leave you floundering out there. He, he will speak to us and help us through and give us wisdom. And so engaging Holy Spirit, talking to him through this whole process, bathing it in intercession. You know, and a great example is, um, and, you know, I know Peter was walking with Jesus, but, you know, you, I love studying Peter in the New Testament. He makes us, Jennifer, feel so good in our humanness, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think out of all of them in our human nature, he's the easiest probably to relate to, right? And, and how he's so passionate and he was passionate really great in one way and the next way. Get behind me, Satan, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, and so it, you look at the life of Peter and even with that example, obviously Peter was very passionate. He was very zealous. He even had some anger, you know, issues or emotion issues that he would act out really fast and really quick on some things. But Jesus saw him with the eyes of the father and he discerned where he was and he discerned who he was called to be, how how the Lord, how our heavenly father saw him. And through that path of discernment, he helped Peter maneuver in the different situations, each one, one by one, that he was in, in order that Peter could step in to the fullness of his destiny. And I think uh, for any leaders that are listening, that's so important for us, because sometimes God sends us people and I, I'm being real, real guys when we're talking about discernment because we haven't even gotten to, the, to territorial spirits or angels or anything like that. 
But sometimes, Jennifer, and I know you know this as leaders, God will send people to us that they need a lot of growth. And, you know, and sometimes other people around will say, are you sure? And I'm, I, I look at them. I'm like, listen, I see where they are, but I see how where what the father sees and I see their destiny. So I'm going to do my best every step of the way through partnering with the Holy Spirit, through what I discern now to what I discern and see through the eyes of the father to see that person come to this place. And so sometimes I think we use the gift of discernment, not even just leaders, but people in the in the church. We see people that are rough. We see people that need a lot of growth. They, and, and some of them that do have a Jezebel spirit, we need to beware and try to get that dealt with because that can wreak havoc in a group if we don't. But then sometimes others come and they just need a lot of growth and maturity. And some people are a little leery going, oh, I don't know. So this is the beauty of discernment is we see with the eyes of the father to help pull people out of the condition that they're in to step into the kingdom position that God has called them to. And uh, I think it's an important thing. Sometimes people shun people too quickly because they think, oh, they're going to be difficult to deal with. And they got a lot of growth. And but I think we have to learn we can't just write people off. Right. Either. And, um, you know, that what we, when we might be discerning, they're not exactly where they need to be. we got to help them get there. And so there's that tension. There's always that tension, you know, that, that we see. And God looks at the heart, right? And I talk about this in the book as well. See, you can tell I could just teach, teach, teach. But, you know, when, when Samuel goes to anoint David and all you know, of the sons come out and Eliab comes and, and David's brothers come out and he's like, oh, surely this is the one. And the Lord spoke to him. and He says, I don't judge a man by his stature, but by his heart. And I thought, God, what an incredible example of you even teaching Samuel, the prophet to anoint David, the next king, that you look at the heart of a person and not the outside. And I think that's such a key uh, example for us to look at from the word of God when dealing with people in that gift of discernment as well. Yeah. Well, that, that's, a, that's been a tough one for me because, you know, I just I want to see everybody make it. So when I miss it in the realm of discernment, it's usually because I, just, I saw mm-hmm. it's not that I didn't discern it. It's not that I didn't see it. You know, but we we get burned mm-hmm. sometimes. They turn around to bite the hand that feeds them. We get burned sometimes trying to help people, you know, because we do see the gift as apostles and prophets. We do see the gift. We see their purpose. We see their mm-hmm. destiny. God shows us his heart for them. And, you you know, that's where I've had the most trouble is not with demons. Mm-hmm. It's with people or maybe maybe it's the demons <laughs> on the people. But it's, it's the people because God loves them. And you want to come here. Let me pull you up. And over and over, that's got to be. I mean, I'd rather deal with, quite frankly, I would rather deal with, with the principality of Jezebel over a city than deal with the spirit of Jezebel on a person because it's, I, I, I can deal yeah. with that. But but I can't, you know, because it's their will. And and, and that's just one of the heartbreaking things about ministry is that, you know, you can discern it. You can see it. You can try to help them through it. And But if somebody doesn't want, I don't know who I'm talking to or why I'm saying this, but if somebody mm-hmm. doesn't want to be free, then you can't, you can only do so much. But we have to keep our heart as leaders 
We've got to keep our hearts open, our hearts of compassion open to people uh, because that's what ministry is all about. That's right. And I, that for me, Jennifer, that's why I raised my hand, because <laughs> for me, the same as well. I mean, and I, I, I'm laughing when you say it. I'd rather contend with the principality over the region of Jezebel. <laughs> and so uh, because, you know, that it's very cut and dry. Right. We, we yeah. know we're dealing with the principality. We understand how it got there. We know the, the authority that we carry in that. But, you know, and that's that's where it's difficult is when we're dealing with with the will of people and what they're choosing and as well. And so I know for myself as well, there are many times, uh, you know, I've, I've and I'm being real transparent about this discernment thing. I, and I know you, too, probably Jennifer, have had this in, come into my prayer room and shut the door and just said, Lord, you know, just just help my heart, help my heart yeah. um, right now. And, um, you know, and so. Uh, and so that's that's one of the things, lovely things that we get to deal with, even in the apostolic prophetic and as leaders in the body of Christ. And, you know, and some of you listening, you might not be leaders, but maybe you've had friends. You've gone through this with friends. And, you know, and this this is where I have found for us, uh, even in leadership, having our prayer shield around us, that that we have a very intimate prayer shield that is around us. Because we don't always get it 100% right all of the time, right? In our discernment even. And that, you know, so lots of times people in our prayer shield, that's why we have them around us to pray for us uh, as well. And so, um, but, you know, I, I think that that example with Samuel, it's so beautiful, but then it does open us up to those moments and those times where people aren't going to choose. And look at Eliab, the exact thing that disqualified Eliab right, from being anointed king, because when David went to slay Goliath, Eliab was jealous, and he started calling out David's, you know, in front of the army of Israel, saying, I know his heart. David, I know your heart. I know what you're doing, because he didn't want David to do what he was about to do, because it threatened Eliab's position. So the very thing in Eliab's heart that kept him from being anointed king is very much shown at the moment where God called David to slay Goliath. And so these are all dynamics, you know, that we work through. And I think that's an interesting part of that scripture as well. And, you know, uh, when we're looking at motives of people's hearts, you know, sometimes they choose not to change and it gets exposed in a very, you know, upfront way. So that, that happens as well. So we got heavy into that topic. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. It's it's so so good. I know we just have a few minutes left because you've it's we're, we've been yeah. on about, about forty minutes now. But can you just touch on the issue of discernment and spiritual warfare? Because I feel like a lot yeah. of people are just getting clobbered. Here, here's here's the analogy I sometimes give: if you don't discern the spirit that you're contending with. You could pick a fight with another spirit. I've seen so many people, when I first got saved and started learning about spiritual warfare, I was in a church where the leader of the church was well known for Jezebel, religion, and witchcraft. Those were his big three things. And so I thought everything was Jezebel because that's what I was taught. So anytime anything went wrong, I'd be like, I bind you, Jezebel. I bind you, Jezebel. And it wasn't Jezebel. So what was happening was I was actually bringing warfare on myself because I started calling out right. Jezebel. Jezebel was like, oh, you, you, oh, did you call me? You want to fight? 
Um, you know, so I, I think people mm-hmm. are getting clobbered in warfare, not because they don't know how to use their weapons, mm-hmm. but maybe they don't discern what they're up against. Can you, can you, I mean, I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, absolutely. And this is what we teach in warfare as well. You know, I call, I call, we don't want to be engaging in warfare in a pinata method and uh, where we're blindfolded and we're swinging the stick, hoping we're going to hit the mark. Right. And so therefore we just start calling, oh, we like, like what you just said, we label everything a Jezebel. Well, when we do that, we label it a Jezebel spirit. When we are doing that, we're, we're like calling that spirit to attention. Oh, I'll mm-hmm. gladly, you picked a fight with me, I'll pick a mm-hmm. fight with you. And so, or let's say we're dealing in a, you know, principality issue over a region. Say it's an antichrist spirit, right? That's the principality over the region. But we're calling it out as a spirit of death, right? We're, we're labeling that death as a spirit, as a principality we're not even calling out the right thing when we're dealing with it. Not only do we, are we not carrying the authority to see that antichrist spirit dealt with, but now, like what you're saying, we, we're opening up the door. Death is like, hey, you've picked a fight with me. I'll gladly oblige. And then not only that, that antichrist spirit, it's thrilled you haven't gotten it right. It's thrilled you've totally missed it. And it's sitting there laughing, going, all right, they didn't know what they were doing. So therefore, I'm still here. And, you know, and so we we have to learn how to engage very wisely in how we engage in warfare. We want to discern the spirit that we, especially at a regional principality level. Right. We in our, or even over a city or over a sphere of influence or a people group or a church. We really or marketplace of business. We want to discern what we are dealing with. Some people will say, I've never been effective in warfare. And so my response to them many times will be, well, what is it that you're contending with? Well, we think it might be this, 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 and this, but we're not 100% certain. Well, have you already been addressing those and, you know, and calling them out in the spirit? Well, yes. I said, well, you've just called those, those spirits that you've called them to attention. And, you know, you, you're, you're not going to get any breakthrough and you've actually picked a fight that God hasn't even assigned to you. And it's not your assignment to pick that fight with that spirit. And so, you know, we have to have this understanding. And I, I really don't mean it critical, but I call it sloppy warfare mm-hmm. when we think we're just going to start calling out anything, hoping that we're going to hit the mark to make it to ch- make it change. And, you know, I always tell, train our intercessors, we got to think like Green Beret, right? Man, they know when they go in and they go in for their target, when, when special forces and the natural go in, they know what they're go, They know what they're doing. They've studied it out and they, they know what they're doing. So that's very important, uh, especially when we're dealing with cities and regions that we know that we know what we're dealing with before we do, because we're not going to see any breakthrough and we're going to have extreme backlash and counterattack um, when we're praying at that level. And so discernment and warfare, are very key. And I have a whole chapter in the book, territorial discernment. Now, you know, one chapter, right? I mean, I could have kept writing about uh, different, you know, principalities, but I tried to keep it to ones we're really seeing very strongly right now in culture and that are active, but, and even having that understanding in our personal lives, right? 
and and how to overcome. You know, if I if I'm dealing with a spirit of unbelief, but I think it's fear. Now we can command spirits of darkness to get out of our lives, but I believe, and you know, Jennifer, I I teach this. Satan's a legalist, and mm-hmm. and we have to understand that. And so we have to have wisdom on how to engage in warfare very wisely so that Satan might not outwit us. And I do not give the enemy more credit than God, but we have to understand tactics of warfare to be victorious in warfare. And discernment's very, very, very key weapon for us to use um, as we maneuver in warfare prayer. It really, really, really is. I can't stress it enough. This is why we've got to get equipped. Uh, we, we've got to yes. understand who our enemy is, who our God is, and who we are in Christ. And, and we have the victory, but we've, we've got to discern. I believe some of the battles that we fight, they could be won rather quickly. They don't have to go on for months and months and months and months if we have discernment. Many of you, like I said, you know your weapons, you know your authority, but if you don't mm-hmm. discern it, it's like it's like shooting at a target and trying to hit the bullseye. You didn't even hit the target. Um, so it's really, right. really critical, really critical. <laughs> so, guys, it's get very critical. Goal. And, you know, yeah. And I, and I want to add this and I'll and then I know you're going to say this, you know, and this is why, Jennifer, I so appreciate what you're teaching, because spiritual warfare is not taught by very many in the church, in the ecclesia, in the body of Christ. And it's very important for us to understand how, you know, how to maneuver in warfare. And and friends, hear me. I used to be bound by fear, <laughs> which is funny to me now. Uh, praise God, because I'm set free. I used to be bound by depression. I used to have anger. Oh, my goodness. And so, you know, the Lord radically set me free from those things. And I'm very passionate for people to understand that they know whose they are and who we are and how to maneuver wisely in warfare. So we are walking victoriously because we are not, we are more than conquerors in Christ. He never called us to be victims, but victors. And so Jennifer, thank you for your teaching on warfare because it is so necessary in the body of Christ. Well, thank you for your teaching on warfare. We have very similar veins, very similar flows, and that's why we get along so well. It's like we speak the same language, and I love what you bring forth, and you've been you've been at this uh, a, a wee bit longer than I have, so I really do respect and admire uh, what you've done with how you've pioneered, and you and Cindy and Peter Wagner, I mean, you all, you know, were, were uh, you know, putting forth these truths, and you're right. There's not enough people that teach about spiritual warfare. Even if you go look on Amazon, there's not that many books on spiritual warfare. There's a lot more on blessings and prosperity and, you know, even prayer, which is vital. But spiritual warfare, very, very, uh, very, very important. And uh, people just don't have yeah. to put up with so. If they just knew they didn't have to put up with some of this stuff. There's trials. There's, you know, right. issues in life where God allows certain things to refine our character, the refiner's fire. But we put up with way too much from the enemy. And if you can discern the enemy is at the root of the attack, you can deal with it rather easily. It's not that big a deal. It's when you think it's God or it's when not. you think it's you or you think it's a circumstance. Yeah, yeah it's not hard to deal with this. Well, and how many times have we labeled a trial and a tribulation something God's taking us through to test us? And it's not the Lord at all. It's a spiritual warfare issue that we can break and be out of that position and out of that that battle very quickly. 
And so this is why discernment is so very key. I give this very simple analogy, and I know we've gone a long time, so we'll need to stop. But, um, you know, I get and I put this analogy in the book as well. You know, Greg, I already said Greg has three daughters and me. So there was a lot of Friday nights when I wasn't on the road. We were watching Say Yes to the Dress. And uh, <laughs> God bless this man. I'm just saying. And so um, and he loves us. He loves me and his daughters. But let's say we're having a family fun night. My girls were in high school. And all of a sudden, someone bolts into our house, barges it, breaks in, rushes over to the love seat and it starts attacking our daughter, uh, Katie right? Our youngest daughter. Are we going to say, excuse me, and turn the volume up on the TV and try to put the remote around this person physically assaulting our daughter saying, excuse me, you're interrupting our time. We can't turn the TV and turn the volume up louder and ignore it. Absolutely not. Jennifer, we are going to get up. We're going to get feisty. I mean, we're Mm going to fight to protect our daughter in the physical. And I hope it doesn't offend people, but you know, I'm from the South. So Mm -hmm. I I had a daddy that taught me how to use weapons very well from a young Mm -hmm. age, not for bad things, just but I'm just saying I'm from Texas. So but, you know, so we're going to get feisty. We're going to protect our child. And this is what I tell people. If we will do that in the natural, why don't we do that in the spirit? And it's because it hasn't been taught. And so we can have that level of discernment to know that. Is a, that's a spiritual warfare assignment coming against my daughter, coming against my family, coming against my household. And I'm going to rise up and take authority over it because it does not have any legal right to do what it's doing. And so these are things that we all need to have understanding of maneuvering in. And I can tell you, Jennifer, we get backlash and counterattack sometimes, but very, it, I mean, and, and it happens at times. But what I'm Mm -hmm. saying is the more understanding we have of this, we know pretty quickly that is not God. That is not the flesh. That is the enemy. And we take authority over it and we deal with it. And so we don't have where we're constantly dealing with warfare whirling around us on a continual basis because of the maturing and increasing in the gift of discernment and how to deal with these issues. That's so good. I was somewhere in Europe and they asked me to teach on prayer and watchmen. And I mentioned warfare and I mentioned backlash. And when I went mentioned backlash, they went during the break, they brought me in the room and they said, you can't say that. You're going to scare them. You're going to have to go out there and undo what you just did. And I was appalled. I was like, oh, my goodness. How do I how do I go out there and undo that? Backlash is real. So I tried to explain it, mitigate it and put mm-hmm. it in a way that would be as scary um, there is backlash sometimes. It's a reality. However, we do not have to be afraid of it. Um, you know, we discern the backlash Mm -hmm. and we shut that down too. It's retaliation. That's just, we shut it down. We shut it down. It's no big deal. I mean, the better you get at it, the faster you can do it. So, you know, Becca, I think we should do this again. I think we should, we should do something more often on spiritual warfare together. Yeah, I think so. Uh, would you pray that? We just like, woo. Yeah, no, I, I think I really do. I think we should. I, I want to talk to you about that offline. We should. We should really do something. Get the book, guys. Discerning the spirit realm. And I want to ask Beck if you would pray for the people because your your prayers yeah. are so powerful. And uh, if you'd pray for them before we go, I know they all want you to pray for them now. So, <laughs> absolutely. So, guys, I want you to receive. All right, because we're going to pray something, and if we're going to pray for the Lord to increase and mature your discernment. 
when we ask, guess what? He will answer. So I'm going to say to you all, we're going to pray and we're going to pay attention. And guys, I even have a list in one of the chapters when you get the book that will start talking about the different things that will start surfacing in your life after you pray this prayer or being or start to happen or occur in your life when we pray this prayer. So let me pray. Lord, right now, I pray for all who are listening. Lord, we bless this gift of discernment. <laughs> Lord, every place where it has been shunned, every place where it has been discouraged, every place where they have been told, don't, don't use that gift, don't function in that, don't talk about that gift. We don't know how to handle that and people have been shut down. Lord, we break off the walls that have been placed around individuals right now in Jesus' name. Lord, right now, I, I release or I call forth, I awaken. There's the right word. I awaken the discernment and the maturing in the gift and the ability to discern. Lord, you do not give bad gifts. You give good gifts. This is listed as one of the nine spiritual gifts in the word of God, distinguishing of spirits, the gift of discernment. So, Lord, right now, Lord, I awaken discernment in each of them. And, Lord, right now where there are hurts and wounds from the past because of this discernment, we break those hurts. We break those wounds. We break the rejection. Even leaders who are listening who have been where those have come and used that discernment in an abusive way, out of a zealous way, or just an excited way, Lord, but it's caused harm and division. Lord, right now for those leaders who are watching, Lord, we break the power of those past incidences right now. And Lord, I thank you, Father God, for even the leaders who are watching, that there will be an, a maturing and an increase in discernment and Lord, I thank you, Father God, that we everyone that is listening will know whose they are and who they are. Lord, give them dreams and visions. And Lord, even in that discerning realm, they'll see, they'll hear, they'll feel, they'll smell, they'll just know, they'll just have a knowing. Lord, we awaken that gift of discernment and that it will come into a place of maturity Lord, and that they will learn how to function victoriously within this gift. And where there's fear, I just sense that right now, uh, Jennifer, while I'm praying, where there's fear on any who are listening, of uh, fear of stepping back in, fear of trying again, I break off that fear right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, we call forth that all who are listening, Will, will mature in this gift, become a son and a daughter, become a son of Issachar that will understand and know how to discern, know times and seasons. Holy Spirit, hear your voice and maneuver in wisdom. And, and Lord, let there be joy in the gift. Let there be joy in the gift. I had to do this, Jennifer, at one point. I had to say, Lord, forgive me for shunning who you've made me to be. Forgive me for shutting off a part of who you wanted me to be. And so if that's any of you out there where it's just been too difficult, you said, Lord, I don't want this. 
and you've just pushed it to the side and he's touching you right now to say, Lord, forgive me for shutting off the gift that you have given me. That's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a blessing. So, Lord, we just say any of those that are need to do that now. Guys, if that's you, just do that right now. And, Lord, I thank you again for the awakening of Holy Spirit through you of this gift of discernment. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or so into Operation Liberation, our missions arm at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.